Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. So, do you want marketing made simple? Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze all your online marketing campaigns. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash income. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Welcome to StageCraft, Variety's theater podcast, bringing you backstage and behind the scenes with the theater industry's biggest movers and shakers. I'm your host, Gordon Cox. On this episode of StageCraft, I'm talking to the writers Hilary Bettis and Caroline V. McGraw. They're two members of the new class taking the reins of the Kilroys, the collective of producers and playwrights that's behind The List, which name-checks underproduced plays by women, trans, and non-binary writers. Bettis and McGraw and a dozen others were named to the new class of Kilroys last year to continue the fight for gender parity across American stages. The latest edition of The List came out just last week. Bettis and McGraw are here in the studio with me to talk list building, awareness, where we stand now, and what work remains to be done. Plus, cake drops. Hi, Hillary and Caroline. Thanks for being here. Hello. We're so happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad glad you guys could be here. Um, I wonder if we could start off talking about a little of the history of the Kilroys, just for people who don't know and what it is and how it came about, and then also when you first heard about them. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Get in it, just... Caroline. Uh, let's start with you. Oh, oh no! no. What about us? Yeah. Ago. Oh uh, boy. Well, I mean, the Kilroy started in 2014. Right. Um, it was really. I think there was just so much frustration about the underrepresentation of women. Uh, right. Yeah. In the American theater, yeah. and everybody was really tired of. You know, I there was this conversation. There was a. a uh, summit, some sort of summit in D.C. around that time, and one of the artistic directors said, well, there's not enough plays by women uh, in the pipeline. Yes. And I think that really like sparks a lot of frustration in the right. industry because yeah. we're like... Because, in fact, it's not a pipeline issue, as Rachel Chapman oh, said at the Tonys, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. It 100% isn't, and just even working uh, as a Kilroy for the past, you know, six months or so we've seen the pipeline is it's massive it's thrive can a pipeline thrive it's yeah. thriving. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just want to clarify too that you know when I say women we're also talking about it, like female identifying gender non-binary trans writers who are all underrepresented across the right. board across the board yeah and so uh, that's what we're I like we're really trying to advocate as Kilroy's for so you're talking inclusion. directors and yeah. crew members yes. and all that stuff? And yeah. yeah, 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 right. Yeah, absolutely. We The 
playwriting is the jumping off point, and it's and it's something where. Uh, if you visit our website, thekilroys.org, yes. you can see some pretty sobering statistics right. from, you know, as, re- I mean, they're still sobering, but as recently as, I was just looking at the 2012-2013 most produced plays, I think there were two women yeah. on the right. list of 10 playwrights. Right. And even since then, in part, I think, due to the Kilroys, but also just a, hopefully a nationwide push, the statistics are getting better, but, they, but they're it, still pretty dismal. They're very right. dismal. They really are. Right. And, even, right. and also it's like, we're not talking 25 years ago, we're talking like looking at four years ago. Right. Yeah. They're terrible. Yeah, I, well, I mean, the the uh, so the Lilies and the Dominus Guild does the count, mm-hmm. and the right. 2018 count that there was, I believe, the count is basically figures about yes, this. Yeah, exactly, about exactly, exactly what we're talking Ma- about right math. now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. yeah. Statistics. Statistics. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there, there's since the Kilroys came onto the scene, there's been, uh, I believe, it's like eight percent jump from twenty two percent, but that's still nowhere near right parity. Right. Yeah. Not, not that even. is a big Close. for the last. It is. T- considering how slow a lot of sort of pro- theater programming yeah. moves, it's, it's a true. pretty good. It, it does indicate that you guys have had an influence. Yeah, the, yeah, which is really exciting. Right? Yeah, it really is. And so, when did you guys first hear about it? Then was there a was it when it was announced or was it? Yeah, I I heard about it right away in 2014 because I had um, two plays I believe that year that were on an, the honorable mention list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, same with me. I heard about it when um, they, and maybe this is what happened to you, uh, uh, four of my plays were nominated, and they okay. reached out to me uh, in 2014, yeah. and they reached out to me to ask, like, they're like, you know, have you, have any of these plays had either had a production or had more than, be, uh, our our criteria uh, for being on the list is the play has to have either been unproduced or just had one production. Uh, so they wanted to check in with me to make sure, and I was like, ooh, what's this thing that's <laughs> yeah. happening? And yeah. they're like, watch out. Yeah. And it was, Exciting. yeah, it was really fun. It, it had a, a very grassroots, yeah. fun, anarchist sort of feel to yeah, it. It was kind of like, this thing is going to happen. When is it happening? Yeah. It was really exciting. Right. But really, really hip and really underground, and it felt yeah. right away like it was a, a cultural, I don't know, a movement that was happening. Yeah. And yeah. The, the founding Kilroys behind it were like such um, oh my gosh. awesome people that I have like ad- been obsessed with since becoming a playwright. Yeah, and, so. yeah, yeah. and they, were, they came out of... Um, their history, as I understand it, is they came, uh, they were sort of met at a party in L.A. And yeah. kind of, uh, I mean, it sort of is, as you were, um, Caroline, you were talking about the sort of uh, the grassrootsness of it. Actually, you both were, yeah. too. Um, uh, and it sort of, it actually was a grassroots movement, right? Yeah. This, oh, this, yeah, This absolutely. is an entirely volunteer position it for is. you guys. A hundred percent. And uh, it's been amazing being part of it. And also, like Hillary said, like the, the founders are just, 13 of the coolest people working in theater and film and television today. And so to like get to sort of see as uh, some of those, you know, duties of being a Kilroy have transferred over the incredible amount of work that goes into it. And yeah. um, the, the Kilroy's the, it's a lot of work. <laughs> they like to say the, ori- the originals like to say that uh, each of them spent about as much time as a new play would take 
over wow. doing Kilroy's work that that a new play was not lost and not just <laughs> written but Ri- like yeah. the workshop yes. process the right, readings right, right. like yes. from the whole deal yeah. to world premiere yeah absolutely that 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 they have given that amount yeah. of time to it Hap- and gladly and happily right. yeah. but it it really is um, a lot of really like joyful amazing work but they right. they really and they put a yeah. great structure in place for us yeah, yeah. and they and in fact uh, they. Started, started taking applications for the new class because they were so exhausted, right? Is that, is that, I, that's I what I understand. That's a, is I that true? I think that's a part, that's of, part, of it. part of it. But I think they also wanted, like, I think that they recognized the importance of this work being much bigger than them mm-hmm. and being much bigger than about who they as individuals were and that it needed, in order for it to grow and thrive, it needed to have new perspectives brought into it. And yeah. so I think that you know, and we, so this is something we've already talked about is like, well, maybe this is just something you do for five years and then you pass it forward. Yeah. And, right. You know, I don't think any of us are planning on doing this for right. <laughs> no, yeah. And what is that work? Tell us about it. Because, I mean, there's the wow. list, oh, which is. Where do, so there's the list. Uh, which is how many plays, finally? Or is it is it limited to. Uh, do you have a set number that of plays that you were choosing? No, so so what and what ended up happening? We should say also. I oh, realize yeah. that just in case, um, the list was also inspired by the blacklist, which yes. is probably a thing that a lot of listeners have yes. heard of. Which is, yes, you know, absolutely. Uh, you know, underproduced or in fact unproduced screenplays, like the best unproduced. Screenplays. Yes, and so this is this is that for and asking yes. industry yeah. pe- asking right. and the you know, nominator nominators yeah. Yeah. like the people who are uh, you know people who are in the the theater trenches, the you know literary right. managers, artistic directors, associates, producers, producers, right. people Actors. who are reading agents yeah mm-hmm. uh, no, no agents agent. are not okay. allowed <laughs> no uh, agents no managers yeah. that <laughs> makes sense nobody that with ulterior wish. motives <laughs> that makes sense that makes sense yeah. but, um, but people have to read slash see at least 40 plays a year yes. to be a nominator okay. so yeah. that we're really getting like people that are in the thick of who is out there and who is on the cusp of like the next yeah, amazing writers. Yeah, absolutely. I imagine for a lot of these nominators, forty is like nothing. They have forty oh, is like yeah. oh yeah, that's time, like a right? week. Like that's that's like job. a week. Maybe. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. So um, yeah, so the, when something sticks out in their mind, right. it's really exciting. Yeah. Right. And so the work that you that tell me about sort of what your involvement entails now that you've been doing a it lot for of six emails. Months. Yeah. Uh, so many emails. <laughs> a lot of what we're doing, well, so we've been, uh, it's been all hands on deck for the list, even though we do have a dedicated list committee. You're on the list committee, yes. Hillary. So Hillary can maybe speak to the spe- the specifics of what's been going on over there. <laughs> that actually is one of my questions, is what goes into putting that yeah, list together? I mean, uh, so we we have our list of nominators. We, we had a, a list of about three to 400 people that mm-hmm. was passed down to us from the previous Kilroy's. We went through that. You know, are people still are people still in theater? Are people still at these positions? Are these emails still valid? And we really wanted to make sure that we had nominators from all 50 states. Yes. So that was something that we we really took upon ourselves to make sure that like the entirety of the United States was represented in the kinds of plays that, you know, are yeah. out there and being created. Um, and then we send emails out to the nominators mm-hmm. asking for uh, five submissions, three and five submissions. They get a they get a Google form. Yeah. So it's okay. and it's, so it's specific anonymous. to yes, it's oh, anonymous and uh, it's not something that they can kind of pass around. Yes. Right. It's specifically for them and only them. Yes. Okay. 
Does um, everyone respond, or how many people respond? And- I, the, yeah. I mean, you know, know better than I. I feel like most people most people yeah. respond. respond. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, the, I feel like the people that really we didn't hear from were people that are no longer at those at, at jobs. Those, yeah, yeah, are active right. in the industry. Or, yeah, or or our agents and managers now. <laughs> <Our> agents <laughs> and managers now, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we spend, uh, gosh, about a month just like curating all of those responses. Yeah. And taking the most nominated plays. Yeah. And that's how we build the list. So we actually like have no Yeah, we don't read all we of don't these read them. plays. That we was one not, of my questions. Yeah. We are not we, we wanted to be as neutral yes. as possible. We are simply there to curate yes. the, the numbers that come in and then to talk about them as much as possible and hopefully get all these plays produced. Yeah, the only thing that we do uh, I mean, not the only thing we do, but one of the things we do is we do we just fact check basically like yeah. I said someone reached out to me to you Hillary in 2014 and, and beyond to say hey have these plays did we miss it and this play has had six productions and is no longer eligible so we do uh, verify that the plays do uh, reach the criteria of the list and then uh, this exciting thing about the list this year is uh, the plays uh, all of the playwrights on the list itself have never been on the list before yeah that oh, was wow. like that was our like you know the first thing that we wanted to do to really make our mark was, yeah was really lift up all of these voices that maybe people don't haven't heard of yet yeah absolutely which is really exciting yeah and people I, I, I took a look at the nominations people were pretty good about it yeah. I didn't really catch a lot of people yeah. who tried to sneak in someone yeah. that, you know and it's really exciting because some of the writers on this list are people that I've been just such a big fan of for a long time yeah and so I'm really really excited that their work is really going to get this sort of exposure because I think it is long overdue. Uh, yeah. What you both mentioned that you've had uh, plays on the honorable mention list and on the list itself. What what is the effect of uh, a play being on a list? You've both you've both had plays. So. I so I've had been lucky to have plays either on the list or honorable mention list every year since the Kilroy's what oh, wow. came out, which mm. is amazing, but every I think just about every one of those plays has since gotten a production I, I mean, the doors that the list has opened for me, which is part of why I wanted to be a Kilroy to pay that forward. But right. it's it's been incredible what it, really what it is the exposure that it's given my right. my work. Right. Yeah, I have not been on the list itself, but uh, in 2014 when they were soliciting nominations, I had uh, several plays that were yeah. eligible, and they were uh, the Kilroy's like published kind of who had been um, who had. You know, gotten a few nominations, and right. uh, it, even that was uh, was just astonishing. People were reaching out. There was a whole lot of you know community around it. Yeah. It, it. It was something where you know, and and some of it is like you know social media based, but it was right. um, it was something where they really did. I, I think the Kilroys have always done a really great job in even if you're not necessarily on the list itself, if you're an honorable mention or if you're affiliated with it in some way, just making the commu- like the community around it is so yeah, exciting. Like, it's really exciting. And I, I get a lot of emails from high school and college kids all over the country that are like, oh, our teacher is teaching list plays mm. and Kilroy's plays, oh, wow. and will you send me plays? And and, and it's, it's, it's incredible. Like, kids in, like, rural Iowa, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. Right. And I think that it also just makes the conversation around plays by women, trans, non-binary writers, just, I feel like it adds a shine to everybody's work. Yeah. Like, even, even you know, people who are, you know, 
there's I think there's 33 people on the list this year. Yeah. Well, so or mm-hmm. and so th- there's those 33 players which are incredible. But then there's just like people are talking about their favorite plays by yeah women and non-binary writers and like, they're seeking them out. Yeah, absolutely. And and hopefully people are thinking about it through yeah. the year as they're reading. Yeah. And right. kind of like bookmarking those plays for themselves. Yeah. The original group of killers was all in LA and this group is now bicoastal. Yeah. That, yes. that was on purpose, I'm assuming. Is that uh, were you was that part of the stra- was that a strategic decision, I guess is my question, uh, it, to have I think people so. on yeah. both coasts. Yeah, I you know, I think they're they sort of realized that New York is there's a lot of playwrights here yeah, and a sure. lot of theater artists. And also, uh, the L.A. Kilroy's parties are legendary. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, right. I had never been able to go to I one, and I heard about either. it all the yeah. time. And I felt so, I was like, oh, I want to go. And then, so now we're going to make the New York parties legendary, yeah. too. We're I having was going to say, all right. We're having a New York party right. this year. Okay. Yeah. We're having a bi-coastal party. Yes, we oh, are. Okay. Which is very exciting. I like that. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Will there be a simulcast? I don't know. <laughs> I can only assume. Yeah. <laughs> what and so as you guys have been talking over the last six months, what sort of things are you talking about uh, to kind of further your mission? What are things that you, you feel know, like I think still need to be done? That is really important to us, which was important to the the old class of killers as well, and they certainly, you know, their work the the list in twenty seventeen that was all women of color playwrights was part of that. But I think really expanding you know intersectionality really yeah. making sure that like we're consistently having having women of color you yes. know and not you know and making sure that like native women and you know south yeah. asian women and women that aren't might not even necessarily be yeah you know that are even less represented and yes and, and as well as trans writers i think we're really wanting to push to find more Absolutely. Yeah. I think that just making sure that the list is not, there's so many things in theater that's like, oh, it's a thing I have to get. Like, it's a thing I have to apply for or hustle for. We don't want the list to be that. It's not a thing that's saying only these 33 plays are the ones you should read. Don't don't worry about anything else. We want it to be part of a larger movement and to make people, you know, to just have people be excited when the list comes out and also do, you know, go the next step yeah. and find find these writers yeah. and other writers. I think we're also interested in um, how uh, theater is talked about in the media and how yeah. plays by women, uh, trans and non-binary writers and uh, writers of color are reviewed or yeah, talked about in the critical conversation. That's, that's a longer big, term. Yeah, that's, <laughs> right. a, that's, that's something that we talk about internally, and, yeah. and it's, it's something that I think we're, I, I, you know, who because knows what form that will take. It, but. Well, it is, and, you know, it's like you, you, plays can get productions. They can have, you know, a, a lot of buzz around them. They can be great, great pieces of work, and then, you know, there's still that wall that I think, yeah. in general, we're hitting with the way many reviewers talk about and look at these types of plays. Yeah. And sort of the makeup of who those reviewers are yeah. is a, yes. a big part of it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, um, that sort of leads me into my next question: is that uh, you are both as working writers? Where, what's your take on uh, where the industry stands on these issues? That you're like, what progress has there been, and what still mm. needs to be done? I would say that I think that we're at a place where people know something isn't wasn't working, right. and. We're, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, 
and I, you know, I, I think there are certainly in Hollywood as well, because I, I also work in television, and these conversations are happening in yeah. TV right. as in, well. in the entertainment industry yeah. at large, right? Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, at first, I think maybe there was a little bit of a like take your medicine reaction, mm-hmm. but I think now a couple of several years into this, we're seeing how popular, how important TV shows are by women and people of color, that they're not just like like a niche audience, but they have huge, big cultural impacts that they, they... the people can have empathy for people outside of themselves, not just the white male perspective, yeah. and that they they make money. Yes. Right. Well, yeah, that's a big thing. I mean, most theater goers are women. Right. Yeah. So right. just the which is just to say that people want a diversity of stories, and they I, want to, We want to see ourselves on stage. Yeah. We want to see our pain and our lives validated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hillary, you mentioned working in TV. You wrote uh, on the last couple seasons of The Americans, for, just for instance. But for both of this is a question for both of you. What, uh, how, where does theater stand as compared to sort of Hollywood at large on this? Is, is theater behind or ahead or neither? Uh, I think that this, there there is, from my experience, I think that there is more opportunity and risk to, like, risk taking to be able to create mm-hmm. stories in TV that yeah. I don't quite find in theater but that said I think theater is also the pipeline to Hollywood in terms yeah. of talent right. so yeah. like mm-hmm. it's an interesting TV, juxtaposition yeah, yeah. TV loves playwrights yes. and loves theater <laughs> actors and they're sort of held on a pedestal in Hollywood uh-huh. and so so the representation of these voices in our theatrical landscape is also about job opportunities in Hollywood. It's about economic opportunities in Hollywood. It's it's it really it's a strange sort of like the yeah. stories are behind get the people are Yeah. Are like what's everybody's like hungry for. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, it is it is very interesting to be yeah. sort of in these in these rooms talking in like film and television and have the sort of like Oh, you're a playwright, yeah. and then and then you're like, oh, that never happens in a room. <laughs> We're in a theater room. And like, oh, you're a playwright. Great. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, it's, so it's very true. But there's still a lot of work to do in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, there's quite <laughs> yes. a ways to sure. go. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> How have current events in the last couple of years, you know, with the Harvey Weinstein and Brett mm, Kavanaugh, yeah. how have they sort of? energized or galvanized or what have they done uh, to the kind of work that you're doing with the Kilroy's? Well, I, I think that on a larger, not necessarily specific to the Kilroy's, but on a larger scale that uh, uh, women and uh, marginalized people are uh, more comfortable being publicly angry. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. That, I think that's, I mean, that's <laughs> not all of it. I'm just yeah. shrugged, but like, right. that's not all of it. But I, I do but think... But I think th- this realization also that like, you're not crazy. Yes, you're not you know, alone. That you're yeah. not alone. Yeah. That like these things actually are happening in such a sort of perverse, ubiquitous yeah. scale that like right. and now we can finally talk about it without that same level of fear. I mean, I think there's still a lot of fear yeah. in general, but definitely. But it, it does feel like very slowly but yeah. surely that there is some movement, but it is, you know, the, the Me Too movement has, I think, made people on it like I said like in a larger scale yeah. just as you said just you kind of don't have to go oh it happened to you there's more of a there's yeah. more of a conversation around it but in without the open. also like because I think it's you know without 
we can talk about these experiences and say that this is like a big cultural thing issue that is happening and we need to deal with it but but we can do it in a way that's not like necessarily pointing fingers or shaming individuals either so that everybody can sort of hopefully listen and hear and want to yeah you know change the kinds of environments that we're in because it's better for everyone right absolutely and i i think that that is something with the co-roys is that we we're saying look at all this work like it's a very positive you know way of doing things it's 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 like here look and look at all these you know and look at these theaters that are doing this work yeah and i think that was a big part of the kilroy mission was we yes we're angry and frustrated and there are so many incredible writers that are not being recognized but like we can't approach that with anger we can't put people on the defense we have to like do it with empathy and open arms and like and, and make it fun for people and yes. make people feel empowered to be yeah. a part of this cultural change. And it's cool to be inclusive. I mean, so, <laughs> I said that in the lamest way possible. Hey, kids. But it is. Yeah. Like, it's really... The, the Killers did something amazing a few years ago um, where they... Uh, it was called the Cake Drop. And they mm-hmm. sent, yeah. like, a big, beautiful sheet cake to all these theaters that uh, had parody in their seasons. But it was just something that was uh, that was it was like fun and a little yeah. bit silly, yeah. and it was like it was an award. It was an award, like a fun award. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Without it being too, you know, it wasn't like stressful or something you had to like apply for or right. anything like that. Yeah. What do you consider the, the uh, most urgent action item as you guys look ahead, uh, aside from the list? What do you feel like hmm. is a thing you want to really address, kind of most urgently? I, there's a couple of I think there's a couple of uh, projects yeah. that are are that we're thinking about. I don't know I if know. we've assigned sort of like right. you know rank to them yet, yeah. but there's a lot Something swirling we, around. I know we definitely want to talk about is ageism and theater, yes. and that's something that we are. We're going to go on a retreat. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah? retreat. We're going Fine. on a retreat. We're going to hash out all of these things right. in yeah. the fall. But I think that's one of the big things that we've really been recognized as an issue in, our, in both theater and Hollywood. And yes. how can we open doors for older writers as well? Absolutely. Right. And this work is just as interesting and vital and a hundred percent. And and mid career w- yeah. women who uh, hit mid career and sort of don't have that you're the next big thing yeah. sort of shine on them anymore, but they're still making incredible yeah. work and they're like doing the best work of their careers yeah. and, and it sort of gets lost. And I, I think that that's something that we're very, very interested in ta- yeah. tackling, talking yeah. about, bringing, bringing some light to. Right. Um, let's talk a little bit about your own work. Tell us about uh, what you guys are working on. What are we working on? Ah, oh, gosh, I feel like I'm juggling so many things. Right yeah, now. <laughs> I was trying to think of an answer to that, and I was like, uh, just well, staring at a screen. Uh, so I, have a, I have a pilot at FX and a <gasps> pilot at AMC that I've been working on Ooh. for, uh, I don't know, the FX one about a year now, and AMC oh, wow. is pretty That's recent. Awesome. Yeah. I, I'm about to go staff on a show in like two weeks, but oh, I can you tell us about it or not yet? Sure right. it is yet. Okay. Um, wow. And then I, I have here a, in New York or in no, LA. it's in LA. So I'm oh, going to be in LA. LA. I haven't told is anybody that your, yet. Is that your first time? <laughs> okay. Now everybody going knows. there. Yeah. Or, or have you mostly I mean, written I'm, here? Yeah. Both all Got the writers' it. rooms I've been in have been in New York, and then mm. I have a production happening at Roundabout this coming season okay. in the Pell Theater. Oh, yes. uh, what play is that? A play called Seventy Two Miles to Go. It's about a family 
follows the family over eight years from 2008 to 2016. Uh, the mother's been deported and mm. it's set on the border. And, but it's really like I didn't want to write a play about the issue of immigration. I just wanted to write the you know quintessential American family that just happens to be in these circumstances. So the play is really following them as they like graduate high school and fall in love and celebrate their anniversary and mm. how do they hold on to intimacy and love and mm. connection when they are separated by borders and they can't they can't because of the circumstances they also can't actually physically be together mm. and so like one of the, the devices that the play uses is um, the mother is only on a cell phone throughout the entire play oh, and wow. so because I really wanted the audience to have that feeling of loneliness and isolation and not use any sort of theatrical tricks where we get to live with her point of view also right. um, because I feel like that does a disservice to the reality that so many people in our country are experiencing right now right right wow and Caroline uh, so I'm working on um, some TV-ish things that yep. you know that like like Hillary not you know can't can't necessarily get more detailed on right. um, and then uh, next season at South Coast Rep my play I Get right. Restless is going up um, right. and that is a play about a woman who is in an accident uh, on her honeymoon that causes her to lose six years of her memory, which includes her entire relationship with her husband, her postgraduate schooling, her mother's death, and all of the political things that have happened in the past six years. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, when to, is that? When does that happen? That's going to be in spring of 2020. 20, so, okay. And Hillary, uh, when does yours happen at the March, Health? We open March, March. 2020. Oh, okay. great. Yeah. We'll be at, oh, I'll be out west, but I'll be, I'll come, I'll be back. I'll oh. be able to see it. I yeah. hope you do. I can't wait. <laughs> um, so we have, we have big spring 2020. Yeah, yeah. You, guys, you guys are visiting this yeah. spring. Um, how do you think of, you both are doing TV stuff uh, at the same time. How do you think of TV and sort of screenwriting fitting into your work as playwrights? I, so I'm very pragmatic about TV. Mm. Um, I, want, I want this advice from I, Hillary. Okay. I'm going to get it live. <laughs> okay, great. I, like, theater is my heart and soul. I love writing plays. I, like, I, I love it. I love it. I live for writing plays. And so, but I also, I think, hit a point where I was really tired of being poor. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even the most successful playwrights. Yeah, yeah, are... yeah, I was really tired of, like, bartending six days a week just yep. to scrape by yep. and crawling home at 6 a.m. and Oof. trying to write plays on cocktail napkins um, <laughs> while doing shots of Jameson. It's very romantic, though. That's a good story to have. I know, yeah, I was like, oh, man, that yeah. was not my experience of, the, of a day job. <laughs> it's right. not romantic when you're, like, 30. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, for me, TV really was like, okay, well, maybe this is a way to support my, my theater habit. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I love writing for TV also. I feel very blessed to have gotten to work on The Americans for two seasons, which yeah. I think taught me, like, everything I thought I knew to be true about writing was completely challenged and torn apart in the best possible way working on that show. But I am, you know, I, I really try to carve out enough time every year that's for theater, mm. even if it means turning down TV jobs, because um, I also see how easy it is to like get swept up in that sure. world. Um, yeah, but it's really hard. It's a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. Mm. <laughs> but I very also, helpful. I've like yeah. never lost sleep over a TV job in the way that I have with theater. That's so funny. I think that's where yeah. I'm like. I'm like, okay, this for me is a way to pay the bills and continue to be a playwright. And so 
I I don't know. I just don't have like the same. I love doing it. Like I mm-hmm. love telling stories, but right. I hope none of the producers I'm working with are listening to this. No, they know. They know what's, yeah, they know what's yeah, going yeah. on. They, they're they're excited. Right. Yeah. Um, I would I would just say, and I don't I don't have as extensive a experience as Hillary does, but I would just say that it's I'm I love TV for one thing, and it's it's very exciting for me to kind of work in a medium that uh, babysat me while my parents were both working. Right. Yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's I mean, that's... And that, that we are... It just does feel like a time when, you know, ideas that I had even maybe like six, seven years ago kind of would have been like, well, we can't really do that. Like, yeah. you can do pretty can much do anything. Yeah, you can yeah. do anything. And there, it, it does feel like there's no idea that can't, you know, with enough care and attention be something that can really translate to that yeah. to that medium and that is very exciting and it is exciting to have uh, you know to have so many playwrights working and and have that there's a community that I can't you know I can't speak to anything but you know kind of our generation but it doesn't feel like that was the case for such a long time and now yeah. you can just go out to LA and see all your playwright friends who are like yeah. writing pilots and working on a show and it's it's very uh, inspiring and galvanizing yeah, yeah. Um, before we go can you each name one unproduced play of yours that you would love to see on stage Oh, oh, what a great question. Oh, I would love to see my play Believe Land on stage. Believe Land is an excellent title for one. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> it is about Cleveland, Ohio, my hometown, and a uh, unknown died-too-young beat poet from Cleveland named D.A. Levy, who uh, had a uh, with my parents were both friends with him, and I was exposed to his work quite early. And it's sort of my imagining Cleveland through his eyes. Excellent. Cool. Yes. All right. All right. Um, yeah. So this play called "The History of American Pornography." Ooh. And so let's see. I wrote also a good it. Title. <laughs> I wrote it in 2014, um, and it's sort of this like stylistic Brechtian. Uh, everything happens on stage. All the transitions happen on stage. Um, there's a chorus, uh, but it really follows this woman's life over 40 years. Uh, she uh, growing up in the porn industry. So her parents were Armenian oh, wow. immigrants. They moved to LA, wanted to be filmmakers, ended wow. up becoming pornographers by accident. <laughs> but it's really, it's, again, it's really about like, I think it's really about the search for intimacy when we've like commodified every aspect of our human existence and our bodies and can people like find love and something deeper outside of all of that noise. And it's also about how like the bigger like cultural shifts like 9-11 for example um, had an impact on the porn industry because it, it's so much about our like deepest darkest mm. you know traumas and fears and anger and and for so many people it's really like the only way to express all of these dark <laughs> emotions yeah. it's really fascinating I, yeah. I did like obsessive research when I was <laughs> writing this play and I've also like over the years had people like tell me their darkest like oh, sure. relationships to pornography because of this play but it's something that I feel like you know when I wrote it in 2014 it was people were like oh this, this play is a little too risky but I feel like now with like Ming Pfeiffer's Usual Girls and Dance yeah. Nation and the kind of plays that are being right. produced now that it feels like this play this play could be done could be 
seen now in a way that I don't think people were quite ready for it then when I wrote it. Yeah, it does feel like the last few years, has, which is exciting. I love yeah. those plays. Well, yeah. that's, so it, that's it. It does feel like there's so people have taken these. Some people have taken these really amazing. I mean, I don't think of them as risks because those are all, like amazing because, writers, and we and because, we know that. Yeah. But like it, it, but it's it's something that might externally seem like a risk, but they're these plays that have bigger casts and are very theatrical. Well, and that and, are about like what it's like to be you know, coming of age yeah. as a young girl and yeah. going through puberty and sex and losing your virginity and all these things that were yeah. such taboo subjects for so long. And that were seen as niche. Yeah. 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 And ooh, you're trying to be edgy when you're talking about your period, but you're like, it happens to so like many it's, of it's us. It's happening to <laughs> most of the audience here right, right now. So, yeah. Well, I cannot wait to see both those plays. You hear that, yes. theaters and producers? Um, thank you both. Thanks for of chatting course. with me. Of course. Thank you for you. having thank us. Thank you for having us so much. That was Hilary Bettis and Caroline V. McGraw, two of the writers in the new class of The Kilroys. You can see the collective's latest edition of The List at thekilroys.com. If you like what you're hearing on this and other episodes of StageCraft, I'd be very grateful if you took the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Or tell a friend. I'll be back next week with another new episode. And until then, see you at the theater. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.